the real surprise is Gilligan's Island. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. the sleeper. podcasters <laughs> hanging out together in a room <laughs> getting ready to scream about some stuff i guess do we have things to scream about full disclosure i just woke up like literally <laughs> i literally just woke up and then i saw some things in the group chat and i was like oh that's today mm, i don't know if i'm um okay and now i'm here and so it might be a little bit i might be a little that's okay so here's here's squirly. how i thought Here's one thing. So this is the first time we're ever recording together. We have yeah. no plan. Because no plan. we didn't want one. Right. No. But we all like to talk to each other. And uh, this podcast is uh, unofficially, officially named Collective Scream. I'm doing this for the mm. listener, you guys. Yeah, totally. Okay. But also you need to tell the listener about your really, really great subtitle, which will also give more of a Aaron, idea did you of what see our it? goal is. No. <laughs> of course not. <laughs> Aaron just woke up, Natalie. Just, We've been well, you said I saw some things. I didn't know how far that went. I just saw this the podcast is mostly, and I was like, "This is early." And then I was like, "Oh, right," because today's the day they're recording. And so here I am. This podcast and, is going to be catching Aaron up on the group chat. Is what it's <laughs> That's the subtitle. Here's what we talked about this morning. Um, I thought I had a thing that was like, "This is like your your romance group chat." Yeah, your romance-loving group chat. That's perfect. So Podcast. catching me up on the group chat would be... Part of it. Part exactly. of it. <laughs> yeah. Basically, because... we all like to talk to each other. We're going to make it everybody else's problem. Yes. yes. And, <laughs> and, we, and we all have romance in common, among other things. Mainly yeah. that at least three, potentially four, depending on the day of us are loud-ass bitches. Oh, I was going to say <laughs> at least three of us are from Illinois, which is also oh, something I just that is noticed true. about this group. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna I, talk in Illinois shorthand to just exclude uh, Holly ever. You so know, often, I think that I've been in a group chat her. with you guys for long enough to actually pick up on a lot of Illinois shorthand. <laughs> what and what is that? Qu- like, pop, like bags and garages. And- no, 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 because, Holly, do you know what a horseshoe is? Yeah, unless it's something that isn't the thing that goes on a horse's. Face. Oh, it oh. is something that doesn't oh. go on horses. No, she yes. does not. No. Okay, then so what the Holly, hell is it with us? Is it a part of a river? The it sure is. I mean, no, that's an sh- oxbow. It sure uh. isn't. And you did pronounce crick wrong. Um, <laughs> how large should a pork tenderloin be in relation to the bun? <laughs> um, ma'am, in I've relation to pork the tenderloin on a bun. Oh, wait. Actually, I do know this because I've seen pictures. It needs to be three times the size of the plate. Yes, that is and cr- oh, 15 yes, times accurate. the size of the bun. Oh, my gosh. You, Holly, you're learning. Okay. <laughs> okay, but we have to, like, we have to explain horseshoe. No. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What the hell's a horseshoe? A horseshoe, depending on where you go, depending on it has a. a it's, regional to, it's, it's regional to. It's regional Central Illinois, and then regional Central within Illinois. Central Illinois. What goes into it? All right. Sorry, Natalie. It is a pile, a pile, literal pile okay. of <laughs> potatoes. Okay. Meat, cheese. Okay. Wait, I'm in. is that wrong? Starts French with a Texas toast. Well, I, you have Texas toast. <laughs> I wish that everyone had seen Sarah and Aaron's face as Natalie whiffed the explanation of a Well, that's why I say it's regional. So, okay, I should guess I should say carb, 
Yeah, carb. meat, meat, cheese, cheese is okay. usually like sometimes gravy. Carb, and then, meat, yeah, carb, sauce. cheese, carb, oh. yeah, carb, sauce, toast, uh-huh. meat, How? fries, cheese, spicy cheese. I oh, thought to make it a horseshoe, it always had to start with a Texas toast way down on the bottom yes. under the fries. I've, see, I've had hash browns or... Oh, because that's the horseshoe. Hash browns are not a horseshoe. Nobody is enjoying this but us. I'm so sorry, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> this includes Holly, whose face I'm we, looking at. No, I love it. However, I do feel like it is also accurate to how group chats go. All of a sudden, we're deep into horseshoes. And, okay, okay. but here's the thing. Is that considered a sandwich? I don't know that anyone else is listening to this, but I don't care. I, yeah, that's <laughs> I want true. to tell Holly about horseshoes. <laughs> yeah, and um, also, I don't care if anyone's listening to this, and I want to hear more about horseshoes. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, um, to be true to a group chat, though, somebody needs to break in with some real trauma right now. We're all talking about horseshoes. Somebody has to come in and be like, my, my neighbor's brother. sick. <laughs> horseshoes killed my brother. <laughs> <laughs> the, the animal shoe or the food? It has to be fully <laughs> different. You just have to run in and be like, it'll be like that. Did you hear her meteors coming horseshoes. she's in the middle of listing she's like texas toast fries yeah meat. yeah and then i bust in and i'm like uh my brother's dying and then, no, and then did you have that to be rocket like, that's gonna hit somewhere in the united states but nobody yeah. knows where it has to be like then it's cheese yeah. and then the I, haven't, I haven't caught up yet i'm Mid-list. still i'm still typing i'm still typing <laughs> haven't read haven't been reading and then i look up and something has happened yeah but i need to finish special. my goddamn point okay yeah. sarah special <laughs> is coming in replying to the last chat in the message which is Natalie's thing about, about cheese. I'm like, cheese. oh yeah, this yeah. cheese has to be spicy. Then scrolling up and being like, oh shit, Erin, oh. I'm so sorry about your brother. <laughs> Did he also like spicy cheese? <laughs> uh, just so everyone knows, I am an only child. It's obvious. In case anyone thought I might have a sibling, I don't and never have. No, I just no, no, really no. need to talk about what Rooster is doing right now. Oh, okay, this is um. So I uh, I had some. It's not an at listener. It's not an actual rooster. It is a dog named Rooster. Wow! If you're listening to this and you don't know who Rooster is, I mean, fuck <laughs> off. I, okay, I mean, so pretty shocking. <laughs> that's a closet there that Rooster yes. likes to get into, and there's some stuff in the bottom of the closet that she likes to roost into. Yes, it, uh-huh. mm. that's what she's doing. She's roosting right <laughs> she's now. She's roosting. Yeah. Um, and I had some important Zoom meetings, and I didn't want to show that person the inside of this messy closet. And so I did take a blanket and put it outside so that she wouldn't throw her body against the closet <laughs> yes, to be like, so I want in. <laughs> Fuck you during the whole Zoom call. So I put this blanket here, and now she's she's roosting in it. Yeah, I understand. It's really important work she's doing. She, I just yeah, was she's getting, trying. I was super getting hard. very distracted. Sorry. This is a big effort. She's like majorly trying to make this a perfect roosting experience. <laughs> yes. She'll do this for a very long time before it's for the blanket is perfect for settle. her laying. Um, <laughs> is this a good thing for an audio medium? I yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> what is everyone else? What are everyone's I keep doing trying right to figure out moment? how to share a damn screen so I could show Holly what a picture of a of a horseshoe sandwich. That's which so is not funny. a sandwich. I'll Google like, it. I'll just Google it. Yeah, I, I, think can, I guess Google, Google it and hold it up. <laughs> yeah, I, it's not a sandwich though, is it? I think it's called a sandwich. No, that's why it, it, it's it does an open say. face sandwich. That's why it starts with Texas toast. <laughs> okay, but how these, would I, I Google s- this to get this specific thing? Because Google saying bend meaning luck, kidney, game, casino, sandwich. Arizona, just Google horse, Google horseshoe, horseshoe sandwich, sandwich, Illinois food. Then you guys, that solves the 
question. Is it, it a, is sandwich? a sandwich? Yeah, it's the it's only way to get the Google results. It's open face sandwich. Yeah. Is it? Oh, it originated in Springfield, Illinois, just like Abraham yes, Lincoln. Bitch. Right? I don't think that I've ever eaten one. What? It does have to have thick sliced bread at the bottom. So, Aaron was but, right. But here's but here's well, the problem. Uh, uh, no, no, Aaron, Aaron. I we need to stage a vote right now. Is Natalie still an Illinoisan? <laughs> I say no. Okay. Kick her out. She's done. Here's the thing. Yes. I have always been a mixed bag on pretend cheese. Oh, oh, right. Pretend cheese and like a creamy gravy. Creamy gravy has only existed in my life for like the past five years. Mm-hmm. So like mm-hmm. none of those things would have appealed to me when I was looking at what a horseshoe was. I would have been like, what is this? None of yeah, The first time yeah. I read it, which I can't remember seeing one until um, down in Champaign. There's um, there's a series of diners called Marianne's. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> I just were getting so fucking specific. <laughs> On Holly, Queen Street, sorry, you know between what? Edith so and Champagne. This, are we our mothers? Like, is that what's happening? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, you guys. I think you might be. So anyway, I remember being super hungover and going to Marianne's Diner and being like, "What in the ever loving fuck is this?" And then yeah. not ordering it, and then, but yeah, but it's but it's still iconic enough. I mean, that is yeah. like the main thing is that it is specifically it's... an Illinois open faced sandwich. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What a sentence. <laughs> So, the, in addition to talking about sandwiches, which I think might be involved with a yes, collective I mean, stream, I, I semi-regularly, mm-hmm. Natalie sent just me, so I'm the most special one in the group right now, a picture <gasps> of the most incredible-looking grilled vegetable, like, charcuterie plate that I've ever fucking seen. It was like... And that's what I want to scream about. It was like 10 <laughs> Summer different vegetables. I, I, I don't sorry. know how it's to share a screen, everything Holly. charcuterie now. It's just whatever you want to put on a I plate. I know. It's wrong. That's, it's just a I platter. thought that was a, a ratatouille or whatever. You can't just oh, okay. But hold on. Here, vegetables let me see if I can. And call you them a can. charcuterie. But, but, well, they didn't. Everyone they is. It a, America has made it that way. They called it a roasted vegetable snacking plate. Oh, there you go. Snacking plate. Can you see how Ooh. beautiful it looks? It, it is and beautiful. There's, and there's a burrata right here, which, I mean, amazing. And then and then I this grilled is some kind of dip. bread. Grilled bread. Grilled onions. Olives. Like, it, it was everything I wanted to think so about. So my scream before we get to more book screams, because we will eventually get to book screams, is just that this is like the best month for incredible vegetables and fruits. Like it's peach season. I you, had like four peaches yesterday. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. This is also <laughs> the fact that Holly's saying this from California. Yeah, is, it's offensive. Um, <laughs> oh, like, it is it not like that for you guys? It's just not... <laughs> Does Alaska not okay. have a ton of beautiful tomatoes at the market right now? I did an Instacart last week where I just wanted the only produce I made them try to find for me because it's it's just hit and miss what kind of produce. So you really have to get your own produce. Yeah, totally. The only produce I thought it might be safe to have my shopper Tim look for for me was a sweet potato. And it came so moldy. I no don't know why he didn't Tim. touch it. I don't know why. Why, why he would he have wanted it? to touch it? To pick it up, to put it in my no, bag. But why would he have been like, I want to touch this sweet potato? It was the only, the only one. Oh, no. <laughs> or the best that's one. Root yeah, vegetables. Shouldn't one. root vegetables be okay? Uh, I don't know. You just, you really got to go to Costco or you got to do it yourself. That's, those are the, those are the <laughs> options. 
I feel like the growing season for most summer vegetables also is probably very short in Alaska. Like you're not getting a robust zucchini season. No, but you are getting a robust zucchini due to the 24 hours of sunlight. Oh, so that's true. Short, but bountiful. Whoa. <laughs> um, and then, you know, like the spares coming up and the, the big pumpkin. There's a lot of big vegetables that grow here, but they, they grow that, quick. Wow. I are you like the Gilligan's Island? Are you like the Gilligan's Island radioactive vegetable? Do you remember that I episode? don't remember the specific no. episode of Gilligan's <laughs> Island you? that you're referencing, Natalie. <laughs> you, Natalie, oh your gosh. pop culture references I, are so <laughs> unpredictable. Can we just spend the rest of the podcast just ripping on Natalie for that? <laughs> I mean, she like hasn't seen a single movie in the last fifteen years, but she's pulling but out she a random Gilligan's Island. Gilligan's Island. You, you know what Spider-Man is? No. But have you seen this one episode of Gilligan's Island from 1962? Also, have I? Yes, seen I will episode? recite it from beginning to end. Okay, let me just tell you. I'm gonna keep going, like you didn't say anything. So, um. That in there was this one episode that somehow on the island all of these radioactive vegetables started to grow, and then whenever anyone ate those vegetables, whatever like the thing that they're known for, like whoever ate the carrots had really good eyesight, mm. and like Gilligan himself ate the spinach and was extremely strong, and like I don't oh remember, my gosh, but he was kind of a skinny man. I bet that was funny Uh-oh. to watch. <laughs> I bet that. Is Erin realizing a deep-seated love of Gilligan? She's like, oh, does he have some emotional damage also because a very strong skinny man? I don't know. The way that man maintained a bowl cut. (laughs) The way that man maintained his bowl cut on a deserted island, though, I don't know. I just, that dedication is too much for me. Here's my Sorry, yeah. Here's my question. Do you think this episode was paid for by the vegetable growers of America to Big promote vegetable? the healthfulness Big of vegetable. individual vegetables? Or was it paid for by the nuclear industry in America uh, to say if you get more nuclear in your community, you will good. have if, carrots that will make your eyes like a hawk. But that was if nuclear radiation is leaking into your life, <laughs> it's fine. You will it's be fine. better. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Yes, embrace it. Ever eat the vegetables. <laughs> but that was also the time that the government was getting really involved in like food pyramid and like eat your yeah. vegetables, kids. USC, what I'm saying, yeah. I, honestly, I really wonder. Yeah, was, I think the, you might be right. Public health animal. messages through well, entertainment is not. I'm unheard going to of. go silent Hi. and do a deep dive. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. And, I'm a communication professor, so this is where my brain goes. So what if anyone wants to write a thesis be- about this, you're welcome. Based after letting me letting you know about this episode of Gilligan's Island. Yeah, anyway, well, anytime also, someone talks like to me about that- big vegetables, that's what I think of. I yeah, I, I feel like that would stick with me too, just because I do feel like even when we were kids in the nineties, uh, they were trying to tell us that like carrots were super good for your eyes and stuff. And I don't know. I mean, I'm sure it is true in some way, shape or form, but the amount of times that you've heard of like a kid being very into carrots because of that specifically. I just remember the episode of um, magic school bus where um, Arnold turned orange. Does anyone else remember this? This is another very specific reference that I have. Maybe you only. (laughs) Is this a safe space to say I've never seen the magic school bus? (gasps) It's well, I haven't it, seen it since I was a it's little It's a safe space for anything, Sarah. These <laughs> women are ruthless. They will tear you limb from limb. There's going to be a side group chat now. Yeah. Uh, can you, you believe this, bitch? I was also. <laughs> can we just? Is there a way to silence Sarah right now so we can talk about this? Hot 
that she's never seen. Side chat. Quick side, side chat. chat. <laughs> I'm sorry. We're going to have to go. All three of us are going silent right now really quick. We're not doing anything. Um, I was also one of those kids that was watching shows that were, like, way too young for me. Like, when I, I was, like, kind of a latchkey kid. So I would be home alone by myself for hours yeah. during, like, when I was, like, nine years old. So, like, until my parents got home from work. So, like, I was watching whatever was on in the afternoons. You know what I Which mean? Which is mostly for little kids. Yeah. Pokemon, Magic School Bus, Arthur. But I was, like, too old. You know what I mean? Like, it was... <laughs> but maybe you know? that's where you get your sense of whimsy, Natalie. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I could tell you all about very specific episodes. But also, my kids watch it now, so... That probably helps, too. Yeah. It keeps but it in the brain. Anyway, Arnold was addicted to these snacks that were seaweed wrapped around carrots... And huh. he turned orange because he ate so many of them. That but not green like... with the seaweed? It's You know what, Sarah? I can't even tell. There's no know. answers for yeah. this. But well, I also feel like texturally that wouldn't be that interesting to eat. Seaweed. They also would need to be refrigerated and they for sure were not. <laughs> I But I also think there are like, you can turn orange from eating too many carrots, right? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know so that too. you can turn yes. green from eating too much seaweed. Because I know a lot about vitamin A poisoning, which can also make you turn like a little bit orange. But not me. Erin, why yeah. do you know about vitamin A poisoning? It's her you bones were turning to sand. <laughs> I poisoned myself with vitamin A like three years ago. Not intentionally. Oh my gosh. Of course. Well, I would hope not. Well, <laughs> I can find you the episode number, but I oh. ate too many. I had some gummy vitamins at work, and I worked in a yep, food I desert. I do remember this And I story. ate too many gummy vitamins just kind of throughout the day as snacks. I remember they had to be locked up. And I, I didn't do think they this. could hurt me, but they did. And so then, so I got vitamin. So I went to the hospital. I had vitamin A poisoning, and the way they knew it was I had, <laughs> I had these like sores in my mouth, and also my uh, fingernails were really brittle. But I didn't Aaron, turn I orange. I really, really hope that somebody in that building was like, "We need to get some snacks in here." If people are resorting to gummy vitamins, no, to I only worked with men. So then, um, <laughs> oh, I didn't take any vitamins for a while, and then I went to the doctor, and she took my blood, and then on. On a Saturday, she called me personally to be like, you need vitamins. Your bones are turning to dust. <laughs> oh, no. Your You've vitamins are so low. <laughs> Your vitamins are at a three and they must be at a 50. Take vitamins. Oh, um, my God. And you're like, here's so, the thing. You can't trigger me like that, lady. Yeah, well, it's difficult because like when you have can't a vitamin. Can't have it both ways, doctor. Yeah, like yeah. I, I can't take vitamins safely, doctor. <laughs> I can't take them. Yeah, that's true. You've got to be Meet careful me where I'm at. I need vitamins. Well. Meet me where I'm at. <laughs> That's anyway. fantastic. I'm sorry to hear about your bones. I'm glad to know that you've recovered. Thank however. you. Thank you. How do we know she has? again, but I keep them at home. So I only take like probably double the dose instead of, <laughs> times instead of dose. 100 times the dose. Yeah. <laughs> I got to close this window full of horseshoe sandwiches. Hold on. Some <laughs> vitamins, like I was doing a gummy apple cider vinegar thing for a little bit because I convinced myself that it would help with my digestive tract or something. And the actual serving size was four a day. Yeah. And I was like, that's Ooh. too many. <laughs> Because no, there's I've only never like 30 in a container. You're going to go through oh, yeah. it in a week and a half. <laughs> That's true. They're probably So expensive. maybe you should go to that. Or you can get multiple different gummy vitamins, Erin, and then you will have to have like six 
gummies like a, a day. calcium one. Yeah, I got, exactly. Yeah, you could do one of those Benefiber <laughs> chocolate chews. Yeah, you know that those seems ones? spendy though. All of that seems real spendy. <laughs> Having like six. What did Jackie vitamins. bring? What did Jackie bring to Brie that was like uh, M and M's that also had vitamins in them? Oh, what? Just we when we just saw each other. Sorry, when we all just saw jealous. each other, Jackie brought like um, a little baggie of vitamin M and M's for Brie. They were like, yeah, you weren't there, were you, Sarah? No, I wasn't. Let's talk about us stuff. Let's do uh, an Aaron and Sarah retreat. This is is when I click out of the group chat. She's like, I thought this would be fun, but never mind. All they talk about is when they hung out without me. (laughs) Um, um, Okay, so one of the things that was requested by Holly was that I talk about this book that I've been reading. Well, yes, because you keep just calling it this porn book, and I keep thinking you mean that it's a porny book, like there's a lot of sex in it. Oh, but then you said it was Mariana Zapata, and I was like, there can't be that. There much is sex not in this. that much sex in it. <laughs> <laughs> so tell us everything. Well, okay, so this was one of so uh, Mariana Zapata is well known, one of my comfort read authors. She is usually an author that I instant buy her books. I will be the first to admit that. Her style of writing is not for everybody. It's very <laughs> like conversational. And when I, it's like, it's very casual. And when I'm saying that, it's like sentences aren't always sentences. Does that make sense? Like sentence structure is not an important thing. Hmm. You oh, know okay. what I mean? Like, yeah. It's, it, it's basically like if she was typing it to you in your group chat, it would be the same <laughs> as if she was talking it to you. Oh, you know what I mean? Kind of, and I, I think that's very similar to how I type. Like I add in the likes from my speech, and oh, I see what you're saying. Like it's conversational in a way that, like, if somebody was editing it for clarity, they'd be like, "You do not this, need this many words." Correct. Yes, <laughs> and and I think that Erin, I think you guys said something similar when you read it, where it was like it just needed a hard edit or something like that. Like yeah. when you read Wall of Winnipeg. And but for me, it was not the conversations like how how the words were with like with the likes and the ums and the mm-hmm. my light turned off um, <laughs> that kind of thing. But they it was more um, like somebody would say something like somebody would say, how are you today? And then the character would think about how she was today oh. for mm-hmm. a very, very long time. And then that would, that would cause a tangent about how she was yesterday and how, you know, like, and so it would be like, how are you today? And then three pages. And then she would say, fine. Yeah. And then you would have yeah. to go back to be like, what was, I like literally actually would have to Had go to flip back. back. Flip see, back. There yeah, was a totally. scene in uh, Lukov where they were like in a conference room at the ice rink talking about like partners. And that scene lasted for like a whole, whole chapter because, because it, it was like just so much background interspersed into the conversation and I couldn't follow the actual conversation because of that. Oh God. And that's what I was talking about. I like how she does dialogue. And one of the ways that things that she actually, that actually kind of bugs me a little bit about her writing is like, instead of saying, I said to Zach, she would say, I said to the brown haired six footer or something like that. You know what I mean? Like she (laughs) uses these weird descriptor and and I understand like you don't want to say Zach or him or whatever over and over again, but it's sometimes it's like too much. You know what I mean? But anyway, so I've read three. She's still your total, total comfort read. Totally. I can sink right into it. I, I, 
unapologetically and unironically love almost all of her books. Some of them are stinkers for me, but that's okay. You can't always be winners. <laughs> and um, I have read three Mariana Zapata books in the last two weeks because I am in a um, weird period in my brain right now. And uh-huh. so I know I'm going to enjoy them. But I just picked up this one that I don't enjoy as much. And I was like, I'm going to give it a try. And don't worry, I'm still not enjoying it as much as I want to. But the first (laughs) book of hers, the first book of hers that I read ever was a book called Lingus, which is exactly what you think it is. And, um, And it's a book about a woman who meets a guy at a porn convention. And she doesn't know when they first meet that he is a porn star. And she finds out shortly thereafter because he's actually there to sign autographs and stuff like that. And she they decide to be friends and then it's a whole friends to lovers um situation but excuse me i just burped um but you get a lot of dialogue about normalization of porn which as you guys know i'm so totally about you get a lot of dialogue about of both watching porn performing it performing in porn um you know porn stars as real human beings and like what their lives might be like and like the kind of difficulties that come with that um and then it's what's just, her job why was she at the convention she just likes porn oh okay she was okay. going with her friend to like meet porn stars and get autographs and like check out the expo <laughs> center and like or the check um, out the expo not center. the expo center you know what i mean the the where they have all the shops like the yeah booths oh yeah and yeah, stuff. yeah yeah no expo hall i guess what if expo you just center. were super into expo centers oh, and you just like to go to convention look at those centers beams. look at how they set up the booths at this one like <laughs> i'm not not into expo center i, I, <laughs> I mean i love i the logistics of setting up conferences i oh. Why very, very into? <laughs> Let's yeah, talk about it. The logistics of setting up a conference. Let's get a deep into it. I feel like I mean we easily there was could this one episode of, of Gilligan's Island. To... Just kidding. <laughs> so, you know, I've been very quiet and I've been researching that episode of Gilligan's <laughs> Island this whole time, and I cannot uh-huh. find that it was funded by any kind of oh. agricultural. I think that it's true, though. I have no problem with just going with it forever. Under the table money from. Big veg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was. Oh my gosh. Well, there so, is a moment. There are people who speculate that it's like radiation propaganda and that it's for the food and drug, whatever, whatever. Um, and at one point, somebody eats a potato and says, These taste just like Idaho potatoes, which I think no! is a real clue. It's Idaho money. <laughs> it's Idaho. Well, also, wasn't there, wasn't there like a, this is kind of a downer, and I don't know what the time period was for this, so it might have been much later, but wasn't there like a nuclear disaster that happened right on the eastern Washington-Idaho border in like that Tri-Cities area? Oh. It might have been in the 80s, though. All right, well, I'm going to go they back, did ha- back under. under- <laughs> Excuse me. But Great. while you're doing that, Natalie, you brought up something that I want to explore a little bit more, which is friends to lovers to me always feels like they need to have been friends for a while. Not like they're at the beginning of a friendship. And I'm so interested to think about like what the time period is where they are friends and it's not just normal getting to know each other as part That's of a larger a really relationship. That's a really good point, Holly. Thank yeah. you. <laughs> I, so I have two thoughts about it. Cause I know you asked this to me specifically. So specifically me, I am answering. Well, Aaron, Aaron's busy researching. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> So anybody else can also answer, but I'm going first. And, um, but this, in this book, and honestly, the other two books of Mariana Zapata that I also have read in the last 
two weeks are also friends to lovers, which is really kind of interesting. <laughs> Though, and I'll use these three as a subset of examples. Okay. In my in my discourse right here. Um, so the one that we're just talking about, Lingus, that one they meet and then like maybe six months, they become like instant best friends. Like there was okay. something about them that really clicked and they both kind of had this good understanding and probably because they met at a porn convention, he was able to become very good friends because she already knew who he was and he didn't right, have to go right. through that whole, you know, thing. And she was supportive of porn. She has a friend that was in porn. It's kind of weird. She has a friend that also is a porn star. So, you know, there's things like that. But, um, which is a very big coincidence, right? That's a that's a weird coincidence, but I suppose it's like, real, real. Does it come happen. up again in yeah. the book? Yes. Okay. Yeah, anyway. Did so, they sleep together as part of work? No. Okay, okay. I just I just put this on my, I just got it from KU, and I'm going to read it, so no major spoilers. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Wow. okay that okay. would but hamper I, my I, So enjoyment. I also, in the last two weeks, have read three different historical romances that also were friends to lovers, but all of them had big gaps between being close friends and then coming, like, reuniting and rekindling. Is this the one that you, is this the one I also read? Is this the heiress hunt? So that, I read that. I also read yeah. uh, The Princess Stakes, which is Amelie Howard's newest book. It's about, uh, she's like a princess in India and he was like a young soldier and they kind of fell in love and were like best, best friends. And then a bunch of stuff <laughs> happens. She's running, she's like on the run and she ends up on the ship that he now captains. There was, it, it's the beginning of a series. Speaking of coincidences. Like, princess, <laughs> soldier, sailor, spy. <laughs> well, I, I like it. Ships and but all it's the, the first, it's the first of a series. So there's a lot of like additional characters that they're mm-hmm. introducing, which is one, one of the reasons why I don't like starting with the first in a series when there aren't other books in the series out yet is that I'm like, I don't I don't need to know about all these people right now. But <laughs> and then the other one was the Eris Hunt. And then what is the other one that I'm currently like kind of slogging through in a way that I'm surprised by because I really, really Oh, you just talked I about it, it more. the other day. Oh, the Grace Calloway. The yeah. Pippa and the Prince of uh Secrets. But maybe they're not friends to lovers because in all three of those cases, well, I guess the Eris Hunt, they are truly just friends. Friends. But yeah. in the Pippa book and in the Princess Stakes, they had romantic relationships and then separated. So I guess that's actually second chance, not friends to lovers. In now this- I'm reconsidering. In this other Mariana Zapata book, they were friends, like childhood friends. And then yeah. they kind of fell off. She kind of had a crush on him. He never knew. And then something happened where it severed their friendship for like 10 years. And then when they came back together, it was like a ooh la la type of situation. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Actually, I've read four because I'm also, and you can, I also, there's this really new author who hasn't been published yet named Aaron Price. <laughs> And <laughs> um, I think you're talking about Aaron Prince. Me, Aaron Prince. Aaron, Aaron Prince. Prince. You're talking about She's me. So new. And I don't yeah. know what my name is going to be. So. <laughs> yeah, we're not sure yet. I just chose I, Prince because I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. I, I literally in the actual group chat in real life was like, Aaron, if I'm rereading your book, do you want to know about it or not? <laughs> but I do think, I think you guys are right in that, like, if you're going to do friends to lovers, like new friendship is hard to do. And yeah. an old friendship that hasn't been severed for a period of time is also hard to do because in both situations, it's just like, why don't y'all do sex on each other? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> right. If it's been so long, why haven't you done sex on each other? And if you just met and you're into each other, just do sex then on it, each other. Is it friends? Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, Unless one of the people is in a relationship. 
put in those, you know. Yeah. But that's a second chance. That's different. Oh, no. If they're in a relationship with somebody else. Oh, I see. I see. I see. Like a missed connection. Yeah, um, I'm going to free associate because Nat mentioned, you know, her comfort read is Mariana Zapata. And we're mm-hmm. talking friends to lovers. My one of my big comfort reads is early Lauren Lane. And I feel like I've yelled about her. Yeah, like I, I yell about her a what? lot, but apparently not in just <laughs> you and I have talked about brain, it. Sarah Lauren yes. Lane. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um, but her her book Blurred Lines is a friends to lovers. There is not a separation. They've been friends for like four years, oh, five years. They are roommates. He is a, a complete player. She's been in a relationship with a guy, like not the whole time so they've been friends, why. but for a lot of it. Um, and when when she, when he breaks up with her the boyfriend breaks up with her she's down and you know there's the whole can we do this and not change our friendship and it's i i love it it's one of my comfort reads lauren lane is the one with that cover that you sent in the group chat that was like is this a romance with just okay, the lines no. <laughs> yes the new lauren lane she, she's she, she, okay that i love your the group face chat, there ma'am. oh sorry no it just doesn't look like any romance Lauren Lane's new stuff is a little it's it's a little different than her early stuff and that's great experiment go for it ma'am that's fantastic but her early stuff is what I just and it's new adult it's like college age and just out of college um so that's when you talk about friends to lovers I think blurred lines is a great friends to lovers I like it a lot but the Lauren Lane comfort reads for me crushed and broken I've read them so I I return to them like the swallows to Capistrano or whatever that yeah, expression nope, is. Yeah, you nailed it. That's a perfect yes! expression. Are you Yay! from California? Um, I am. No, I, I think am it's not. been clear um, in this call that she is not. I, I, <laughs> uh, you want to hear more about horseshoes? Um, so, you know, crushed and broken are angsty as hell. They're like college age. Uh, uh, broken. He is back from the war. He has a Which bad war? leg. He is grumpy. Uh, she is his caretaker. Oh, He's expecting an old person. She's a hot young person. He tries to drive her away. It's kind of Beauty and the Beast, I guess. It's fabulous. And then Crushed is he is just has been crushed by the woman he loved, and he leaves town and uh, kind of strikes up a friendship. Emotion- yeah, not no. She she not flopped like on a, top of him. Not, no, 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 not and like his a bones turned to dust. Like Aaron, put, yes, put they pressed on him stones on him stones. until he was crushed. She thought he was into it. Okay, she 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 had his you consent to add the stones. She didn't know. Anyway, <laughs> but they're they're angsty and they're funny and they're like. 15 years Funny. old by now. One of them is like full blown about somebody coming back from what I can only assume is the war in Iraq, right? I shouldn't say funny. I should say it's good dialogue and it's oh, okay. clever dialogue. It can and be especially funny when crushed. you come back from the war in Iraq. I know that's true. That's true. That's true. You can right. be funny. Crushed is funnier than broken. Broken is the war one. Crushed is just, he's just such broken, an asshole. Though. And it's anyway, it those are my comfort reads. Broken. Awesome. It's called broken. I just have a quick question about broken. That he's broken. <laughs> Does yeah. does she join him for dinner? <laughs> she has to. She does. He she tells does. Her he has to join him for dinner. <laughs> it's like Beauty and the Beast. Or oh, yeah. she was in Beauty and the Beast. Right? And I was, was right. Was I was there with you, Natalie. <laughs> I would like what to return happening? very quickly to nuclear disasters in Idaho. <laughs> um, oh my God! <laughs> Finally, <laughs> the group chat experience. <laughs> Finally, says no one. Um, (laughs) But it is interesting. And Natalie, next time you think about this Gilligan's Island episode, which will be soon, I'm sure. It's probably weekly. Yeah. (laughs) Um, 
There was a nuclear disaster in Idaho in 1955, and then another oh, one. Wait, wait, and then another one in 1961. And this episode aired in 1965. Get your shit together, Idaho. So there were two. Like, very close in time, nuclear meltdowns in Idaho in right Idaho. before this episode. So that joke is the likely. Idaho tourism, The Idaho Tourism Board just had, oh, my God. Either No, that. it wasn't we Tourism Board. It, you guys. Or it's social it. satire. It's black humor. Oh, it's yeah, social, that makes more sense oh than, than Idaho being like, it's, no, it's, our Idahos are fine. Yeah. Our potatoes are fine. Our, our Idahos Can, are our fine. Idaho. <laughs> All Idahos. All of them. <laughs> Can we take a moment to appreciate the the genius, the subtle nuances of Gilligan's Island? I know, at this point. Like, like high so key. Topical. Should we make this a Gilligan's Island podcast? <laughs> Rename it. Rename the whole thing. No, We're going to do an episode by episode scream. rewatch. Collector <laughs> Scream, a Gilligan's Island rewatch pod. Jeez, Skipper. <laughs> No, let's yeah, for don't people call who... it your romance group chat. <laughs> yes. I mean, I could talk about the professor for a while. We need people like so wander subtitles. in here and start listening to this, then just like fucking ambush them with Gilligan's Island. I mean, I guess that's what we did. Or already. alternatively, have people who have but... been desperately searching for a Gilligan's Island podcast start listening fucking to us. Fucking like, finally, finally talking about porn stars now. Never find us. They'll never find us. There's no way to even search for it. We're, it was, I, it's no. like a sleeper cell. All of you to go look up Roy Hinckley from Gilligan's Island right now, though, because isn't that the the guy that shot Reagan? (laughs) Oh, wait, maybe not. I'm sorry. Russell Johnson. (laughs) What's his name? The professor. Roy Hinckley is the professor's name. Yes. He is absolutely bangable. Holy shit. The professor's (laughs) (laughs) Did people know that he was super hot? I had no idea. He is going to mansplain everything to you, but if he looks like that, you're going to let it I, go on for way longer. The problem longer than you is that, Sarah, my lifelong problem is that I love having people explain shit to me. I don't know what this my man deal is. That's why I always had for you. crushes on college professors when I was in college. I'd be like, ah, tell me more. I want to hear your thoughts. <laughs> okay, Natalie, this man is hot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Objectively you. very hot. I like the blue button down. He's really yep. scratching a lot of itches. It's like just tight enough, right? His sleeves are nicely rolled. Yeah. Anyway, not an elbow patch in sight. Can I tell um, you, it's Sunday and I'm starting to have a Pavlovian uh, reaction to when I think the mail truck is coming. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I heard the mail truck, but it's not. It's Sunday. <laughs> oh no, Aaron! Uh, what a buzzkill! I am such a hot mailman. <laughs> oh, I forgot it's about fucking, your super it's fucking hot mailman. How, dare, How he? dare that man? Yeah, <laughs> almost obscene. He's cut off the sleeves of his yes! mailman. His biceps like, were too bulbous to be. It's like if it was a mailman porn. It's like a costume, yeah. like a mailman cost, sexy mailman costume from uh-huh. Halloween. Like that's what I it. I fully looks believe like. those shorts just rip away. I fully yes. believe if you tug on them, they will just cut off. Those are velcroed. Those are velcroed. Shorts. I'm not saying you should do it. I'm saying that's what would happen if you did. The, he's got that like bearded, he's got calf tattooed tattoos. man bun yeah. thing going on. Uh, yeah. listening to this uh it's got and, like an undercut i remember yeah, I, I a lot of things from just the one picture you said yeah, Aaron ever. sent us one picture at and a distance like, a, like he's a yeti <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and we studied it like zap footage 
Yes, yes. Enhance. Say more. Like, he's a yeti. <laughs> okay, like I'm a creeper. I was out on a jog. I thought I'm going to show them what the hot mailman looks like. I'm sorry. It only goes in the group chat, though. It goes nowhere else. Yeah. Um, also, the man who shot Reagan was named John Hinckley. Oh, good because I would never have known. Were they that related? Fact, so. Oh no, the professor no, was his. Roy Hinckley is a character. <laughs> they might. Were they heard. canonically re- imagine? Imagine it. Is this what another big conspiracy? Yes. <laughs> I know. Now we're riding that Idaho potato conspiracy high, and we're like, where are other connections that we can draw? But I just Googled you him, know- and John Hunkley, am I right? He's not. He's not, a, he's not an attractive man, and he did try to assassinate a president. Also, I like that you turned his name into John Hunkley. I know, right? Like, oh, okay. That was Aaron. So clever. Good job, Aaron. Good job, Aaron. <laughs> Okay, I know we didn't want to have a plan when we recorded this, but I got to say, I did not expect horseshoes. I did not expect Gilligan's Island. I did not expect presidential assassination attempts. Well done, all of us. Like, can we recall, can we rename this um, Barely Romance? <laughs> yes. Only if we spell it B-E-A-R. Ooh. That would also be a question over, we would, I feel think like we would get a lot of gay men. Yeah. yeah, I feel like we would get Dis- a lot of we would disappoint them. We would we would let them down. Shifter yeah. interested folks. Yeah. <laughs> Shifter interested. Yeah. A barely romance related group chat podcast. Let's just keep <laughs> making that tagline longer. How did that cat your get friend, on you? Your friend <laughs> came from nowhere. Your friend Fox has joined. Oh Aaron, man, this is Fox Mulder, the cat. I know it is, but it came at you like Arya, and you're a White Walker king. <laughs> it came out. I don't even know. It's how he does. It came from the upper left corner of the screen is how that cat got to you. That's nuts. <laughs> Do you know what it is? It's because I have these tassels here that I'm gonna hang up in my bedroom, and he was like must destroy why am i going to put these in my wall above my tv i don't know are the I'm cats going to wear the tassels and the Sarah, tv when i hang them are a fully. delight and we're yeah. a they're great such purchase. a delight yeah i that think it's delightful fantastic. i think that everyone should know i mean maybe aaron is but i'm not i think they're fantastic <laughs> um, think they're fantastic Aaron's curse is that people always think she's sarcastic, even when she's not trying to be sarcastic. It feels like a, a curse, but it's actually a gift because I never, because like people will be friends with me knowing that I'm a little bit mean. So when I want it, when I, when I actually do want to be a little bit mean, they're just yeah. like, oh, it's fine. It's not a surprise. I, classic they, Aaron. They yeah, That's just Aaron that. being Aaron. Yeah, exactly. So if they always it's not like think my I'm mom, insulting them, it's for the best. My mom texted me yesterday while I was like actively doing orientation for students. And she's like, when you have a minute, can you call me? I have to be a bitch for a minute. And I was like, oh, this is my favorite kind of text message to receive. (laughs) I think one time I sent Holly a message that was like, I think it was something similar. I was like, hi, do you have a a second for me to just be like really, really too much about somebody? And she was like, always present the day and time. Okay, now my scream for the day, my angry scream, is that Nat didn't include me in whatever that was about. Maybe I was talking about you. Just kidding. I mean, fair. I don't don't remember. It was something Holly already knew about. Yeah, because we spent so much time together in person. Oh, my God. Please disconnect. Sarah Sarah and Natalie live an hour and a half away from each other, and they see each other like twice a month. Are going to start our own podcast. And it's going to be called. That's collective right. It's whispers. a spinoff. It's going to be it's the better be whispers <laughs> about collective screams. Louder screams. Their backs. 
<laughs> you don't even have to have a different topic. You just talk about how how meandering and pointless our actual podcast. People are going to listen to ours more because when they Google uh, uh, careless Gilligan's whisper, Gilligan's <laughs> Island, you're going to have some subtext us. hashtags yeah. about Gilligan's Island, we're, and you'll really steal get the, the Gilligan's Island idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> what if someone copied? You should have copyrighted it. <laughs> It's ours now. Okay, I know can that this logo, is going to... Can ahead. our logo incorporate Gilligan's bucket hat? I think it's a necessity at this point. No, that's just a separate merch line if we ever release merch. Oh, we're not. We'll I got an email from one of the tarot accounts <laughs> under very specific circumstances. I know, we will not have merch. However, Redbubble does sell bucket hats now. They sent yes, Wildly Tarot an email about it this they morning. Say, yeah. <laughs> hey, speak, speaking of... Speaking I was like, of that's law- for a different generation. That's speaking not for me. Speaking of lawsuits things, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, did everybody see the the unofficial Bridgerton musical lawsuit? Yes, I did. Yeah. Not. That shit is oh. wild. So, oh, Aaron, have you not heard no, this? Can I tell I haven't. Story? I also okay. haven't heard it. Are you familiar with the unofficial Bridgerton musical? No. no. It, was it a started TikTok on TikTok. Yeah. Oh, yes. Two okay. creators who um were just like hey what if Bridgerton was a musical and it started writing it and people jumped in and it became like millions of followers super popular it won a Grammy they, released, they recorded it, it they released an album it won the best musical Grammy this year huh. they staged a production at the Kennedy Center in DC tickets up to like $145 each and guess who is suing them Netflix, Shonda. Bridgerton. Oh, Netflix is? It's Shonda. Shonda. Rhymes. Oh, gosh. Everyone. Yeah, all because that. originally all that. they said, yes, you can make this musical, but it can only be in audio format. You can't cast anyone for any roles and it can't be done in person ever. It has to just be a recorded audio thing. And so that's why they didn't get sued when they first wrote it. And that's what allowed them to produce the album that won them a Grammy. And then... After that, they, they took it too far, and so they now flew too close to the sun. Yeah, everybody is suing them. Put a, and, and I, I get the sense satire. Jeez, yeah, I get, get the sense they that, need you that, as their lawyer. Get a lawyer. <laughs> I get the sense that the tipping point was this Kennedy Center thing because the lawsuit came three days after this performance and the lawsuit okay so i know about this i freelance for entertainment weekly some of mm-hmm. you know that some of you mm-hmm. uh, all of you know that i know it group chat i knew that um but i wrote this article <laughs> for ew yesterday so i actually looked at the lawsuit and apparently netflix like offered them a license in order to have these live concerts and the creator said now we're good <gasps> bitches they own uh, julia quinn wrote that shonda optioned it netflix made it what are you doing so yeah they uh they wow. are getting sued. I'm sure it's going to be a settlement. They got too big for their britches. They got too big for their britches. It's just wild to think that you thought that you could take Bridgerton and make it a musical without the yeah. involvement of Netflix or Bridgerton and make all that money. It's wild. Did you guys? Aaron, I know you're the lawyer. Tell me. The oh no, I don't know if it was Freakonomics or Radio Lab about the marriage market. Must have been a Freakonomics. No. no? It was about, oh no, I'm going to get this real, real wrong. Here we go. <laughs> it's England times. And one of those queens, her husband okay. dies and she gets real sad about it. And then for like three years, there's no seasons for anybody to meet anybody at ballrooms. Because the queen, oh, like the Bridgerton queen, them. isn't like yeah. seeing any debutante ladies and she's not having any balls because she's too sad about her husband. So she's not hooking anyone up. So no one has any balls to meet people at. And so the economic impact of that, what? Wait, why are you laughing? You just said balls. Nobody has oh, any balls, balls to meet <laughs> people. And that was funny because so, I'm a child. <laughs> 
then, um, so then all of the people in the aristocracy just started marrying commoners. Oh, and then it has, shit. It had, had like an economic impact that still like reverberates today. And it was, it was interesting. very interesting. But one of the things that was said by a radio lab or Freakonomics or whatever, these very like learned people who do very like intense research into things was like before Shonda Rhimes wrote Bridgerton, you know, the no. whole thing. And I was like, oh, <laughs> oh they didn't even Google Bridgerton before they said, like, win with it. You know, they researched every part of that story I except know. who and then they just made a Bridgerton. horrible assumption. It was, oh, um, no. it delighted. Before me, Shonda to be Rhimes wrote Bridgerton. I wish. Jesus Listen, Christ. before Shonda Rhimes wrote Pride and Prejudice, we <laughs> yes. really yeah, watched yeah, us. Exactly. Like, <laughs> wrote Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> if she had written it, it would be really good for two seasons and then just like jump off of a And then everybody just like body. murders people with chairs. Yeah, exactly. It's wild. Um, Whereas in reality, it was just kind of lame from the beginning and stayed lame. (laughs) (laughs) This is not wrong. Um, It's funny because I think that like as romance lovers, it's really we're prone to be like, I knew about it first and I have these strong opinions about it. I do not feel that way about Bridgerton at all. And I liked those books just fine. And I still don't feel protective of it even a tiny bit. I just want kind of mediocre about those books before the show. I love the show. Yeah. Did everybody see Tessa Dare getting super canceled on Twitter by Bridgerton fans? When? No. Oh, yeah, because she said something about Benedict, right? Okay, so here's... here. I guess I'm the gossip one today. Yeah, I love it. I never had gossip. So what had happened was um, Tessa Dare tweeted that the hot footman is back. The hot footman from Bridgerton seasons one and two on social media was like, back for season three, baby. And Tessa Dare retweeted and said something like, footman hive, we rise, which is funny. That is funny. Somebody replied and said... Okay, but let's give him the Benedict romance. Let's make him the one Benedict falls in love with. And Tessa Dare was like, "Yeah, I want that too, basically." And and then everybody came along and was like, "How dare you erase a working class woman in favor of a man?" And I like, okay, I get that. I don't want to erase women from narratives, but it would be for a queer romance. Yeah, yeah exactly. and also that was the way that uh, was gonna go. But I know I'm, I never really think Twitter is the way it's gonna go. I yeah. know no, that, that critique no. surprises me because the other thing is that Sophie, who is Benedict's like, you know, counterpart in his book, is also not working class. She just is treated poorly by her rich mother or stepmother, right? Yeah, like, no, is she also no, she's a she's a working, like she works. She's she works she's Cinderella, but, but she, she gets. I think oh, she her, only her, worked. I think Holly's right because it's Cinderella. So I think she only worked because she was treated cruelly by by like, her stepmother. She's a she's an yeah. orphan who was like taken in by the stepmother. She's no, definitely yeah. working to survive, though, right? She, yeah, right. But that's not the same thing in the context of that. It's not the same thing as being working yeah. class to me. She wasn't born she into was, the working class. She was born. Yeah, okay, she wasn't yeah. born she's into the working class. Yeah, but thank I, you. I will Except say I get. That better than I could. Sorry, I, I interrupted not you wanting... with my explanations of what you were <laughs> no, saying. No, it's perfect. It's perfect. How dare. Um, I get not wanting to mess with the book. I get that. I love so. I love Sophie. I think she's a great character. I understand not wanting to change it that radically, but the show is different. The show right, is exactly. its own thing. Julia Quinn signed over all of her rights. They yeah. can do what they want with it. And Ooh, they I have. And they're going to continue to. Books will be turned into now that, that she's options. <laughs> if that even happens. I'd um, like them to rename all those men because I can't get behind somebody named Cletus being a romantic hero, but 
That's a separate issue. Your mailman is not here, Aaron. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. I, it's still Sunday. She's just checking. Maybe yeah. he's this. Ge- maybe he's just there to maybe check on Maybe he lives Aaron. in the neighborhood. Maybe it's your. I hot think new we should start referring to Aaron's mailman, mailman as Cletus. I heard a motorcycle. I had to know. <laughs> oh, yeah. I understand. I'm I sorry, understand. group chat. <laughs> <sighs> it's what if your group chat was always visual? <laughs> what if you could see everyone's faces when you were typing shit? That'd be fucking weird. That would um, be the worst. I just have to uh, return to one quick thing, and that is uh, friends to lovers other option. Really quick. Oh. Sorry. Uh-huh. This was sitting in the back of my brain. The third Mariana Zapata book is pen pals. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. And they become friends. He, she's writing to him. He's in the military. He's actively deployed in Afghanistan. I've read this Afghanistan. one. Dear Aaron. Yeah. I don't care. No, his name is A-A-R-O-N, Aaron. ma'am. A-A-R-O-N. His, the book is called Dear Aaron. <laughs> I got a text from my It's not about card, you, okay? I heard my name and I didn't know what you had said and I'm sorry. And that's I'm still call. trying to train my phone to know that when I'm voice texting and I say Aaron, I mean Aaron with an E, not Aaron with two oh, A's. You're trying to it is so sexist. It always goes to do that. Because my phone does that. The name of my phone is Aaron's iPhone. It's it's his name too. My phone spells my name with an H really it is so intentional. So now my phone autocorrects all Sarahs to no H Sarahs. Me too. But my yeah. sister is an H Sarah, so then I oh, have sorry. to add it every single time. So anyway, they become. She is writing to him through a service, like she has like a, like pen pals that she uses a service for. Like she signs up and they match them up, and then she was writing to him, and then they become email friends, and then they become I am chat friends, and then. Anyways. What year does this take place? That feels very 2003. Okay. 2009. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So. In Af- <laughs> he's in Afghanistan? What does he do? I thought so. I don't know. I don't know, Aaron. Aaron, we're not army. I just know he's in the desert. <laughs> I thought, I don't even actually know if they he say He's a soldier the, man. I don't know if Isn't they Afghanistan say Isn't Afghanistan not desert? Isn't it mostly mountains I don't mountains know that Mariana Zapata you know what? knows they what he does. They never say what they do. They're just soldiers. Like, they're all just... <laughs> In romance, a soldier is just a soldier. You what know? was the most recent? The, I actually saved the image of that book cover. Oh, it's Aaron, when he has the like, gun tucked into his belt. Remi- oh, yeah, yeah remind me at Veterans Day. Day. I said Day. that, Remember didn't the I? I did all the funny romance uh, comments. Yeah. And I thought I, Twitter was going to really hate that, and they really liked it. So I'm going to try I read it. every single one of those tweets aloud to the people that I was with when you tweeted <laughs> it because they all were so fucking funny. It was cracking me I up. really thought I was going to get backlash of like, I really tried to be like, I'm not making fun of the authors and the because I really thought it was going to be like, some people can't afford to get the covers that are perfectly accurate for your perfect view of the perfect. There shouldn't even be photo shoots happening where people are tucking guns into their waistband. <laughs> even in photo shoots, that's a bad idea. Yeah, I thought even it was with a prop bad, gun. No. And I thought it was going to be um, like, we shouldn't be reading military romances anyway in the current year. <laughs> and I was just like, uh, who knows what's going to happen. But then it got... As you know. though you've read any of those books. Like, yeah. no, you just look at the covers. I don't want to read a military books. romance. But, you know, no. if other people do, that's great. You're I... like, I know that that guy also got arrested for peeing on the side of a building at least four <laughs> times. <laughs> and I represented him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have to pee, but I feel like this is the kind of podcast where I can just go. Yeah, <laughs> go back, yeah, right? Okay. Yeah. That's totally fine. We're going to talk about you. Take us with you. Do you want to mute your mic? Talk about me because I'll listen. No, we won't talk about you. (laughs) We're on the timestamp.
Um, do you want to mute your mic? What if we hear you? Oh, okay. No. Anyway, <laughs> it's that, in another the room. Time that, that happened was with a microphone that was I kept in my ears because it was oh, oh wireless. wireless. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> that is can dangerous. About, can I talk about the Zoom I was in? It was like a forty-person Zoom, and no. one woman had her camera on and fully just took her laptop into the bathroom with her while no, she peed. No, and no. Turn your video uh, and off you at could, least. What the fuck? She, I don't think she knew. It, she was of a demographic. You check. That probably, you check. You check but, so, but you could tell on the faces of the people who were seeing her and the faces who weren't. So <laughs> in this big like <laughs> Zoom, hilarious. you could tell the ones who were just like eyes darting around like, is everybody else seeing this? And then the ones who clearly were not had her up on the screen or whatever it was wild that is and it so was in like late 2021 like people should, should know by now you i was should, i was just thinking like i feel like you always like i'm constantly worried that i'm not that i'm not off video every single time i'm like you know puttering around my kitchen or whatever during staff meetings it is there's only room for error you have to be so fucking careful yes Absolutely, absolutely. I, I have a, a camera cover that saves my life because, oh, like, smart. I turn it off and then I slide my camera cover closed because I, I think twice, twice checked is there's not a euphemism for that. But like, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna tell you guys twice, something off of recording about something I have done and used my camera cover for, but I'm not gonna mention it on this air, on the air because I think that that's one step too far of things that I oh, need to have. Oh, wait, we found your limit! Interesting. <laughs> this is Natalie's limit. Now I limit. can't wait. I know, seriously. <laughs> You're going on a national radio show talking about pegging, and this is a hard limit. I cannot yeah, wait. The, the feeling that I had in my body when I was just casually talking about a book that had pegging in it, and then I was like, oh no. <laughs> oh no. Is this audience not this is not the same audience? Well, thanks to Prince William, now everyone has pegging on their mind. Wait, I don't know this gossip. What? Natalie, hashtag Natalie, Prince of Pegging. Get on Twitter more. Oh my I, god. Okay, so I only go on Twitter and like my friends' shit and then leave Twitter again. Like that's I know, my I know, only I know. purpose for Twitter. We love you for that. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And we do appreciate it so much. But no. Okay. Aaron, she's back. Now that you're back. She's no, back. Aaron, now that you're back. Natalie has oh, you're still muted though. Mm-hmm. You're still muted though. Um Natalie hasn't heard the Prince of Pegging thing about Prince William. I'm sure you have because you're on Twitter. You're oh, muted. You're you muted. are muted. still muted. <laughs> Hello. That's Natalie's fault. That is Natalie's fault. Um, I was just protecting your P sounds. One thing I do want to highlight as we move forward into the Prince of Pegging story is that we were going to record this and then it was going to be like, we don't know when we're going to release it because blah, blah, blah. We are really dating this episode. We have to release to come out tomorrow. No, we're not, Aaron. That was oh, a joke. Oh, okay. Well, because no. you were talking about a logo, so it sounds like there isn't one. So it's like we need... No, there is. It's cute. No, we do. need two. We have a logo and it's cute. Oh, wait. I remember it. It's, it's in the logo. group chat. <laughs> I remember it. It went out in the group chat. Kind it sure did. So I just, I just woke up an hour answer. and a half ago. So um, the the Prince of Pegging started yes. trending, and everyone was like, "What the hell is the Prince of Pegging?" It came from a blind item. Yes, that on Demois that said that there's a member of the royal family who is having a extramarital affair that is an open secret in London, and he loves 
getting pegged. And the thing right. is, um, Harry doesn't live in London. Right. So, and if he was getting pegged, not- he'd be talking about it. I mean, it could be and Charles. He is getting pegged, and let's talk. He about is it. getting pegged. He's just a gentleman <laughs> and doesn't talk about, talk about it. Well, so the other component of it is that the if blind item also said that his wife was too old fashioned to be interested in it. Mm-hmm. So I think that because Charles and Camilla have a history of being incredibly, uh, it was all leaked stuff, but they had gross sex stuff that all got leaked like mm-hmm. in the '90s. Wow, do I not know her tampon about the and royal stuff? Family. Wait, she he wanted ta- to what? He wanted to be her tampon. Oh, I Charles wanted to be Camilla's that. tampon. Okay, yeah, like that so, is pillow they were talk. So outwardly, like gross about sex with each other, that I think that also helps with the assumption that it's Prince William who likes to be pegged. But the funny thing is that people's reactions on Twitter have been like either, oh, that's the best thing I've ever heard about him. Like, yes. oh, maybe Prince William actually is cool. Yes. Or people have no fucking idea what pegging is, and A they're lot all of finding learned. out. <laughs> So, so you teaching that public radio show about pegging earlier this year. Exactly. Is, they is, that hasn't released anyway via, yeah, via that's this. That's true. Castle. Yeah. Listen, well, I was taught public to... radio what pegging was earlier this year. Well, that's, that's how this <laughs> Well, no, it hasn't, it hasn't okay. been released yet. Well, it hasn't been released yet. Yeah, well, yeah, you're I, we were talking about how, what was my limit? Oh, we were talking about Sarah was saying she has a camera slide that goes over to, to like so that she makes sure that nothing is on camera. My laptop has a and, camera cover. Yeah. So, and I said I was going to tell everybody after this call the thing that I turned my camera cover off for. And we were like, we found your limit, which apparently wasn't talking about pegging on national radio, but is this mystery thing that she still hasn't told us. But I agree with you, Erin. I think that pegging is going to just be something that is not that dramatic anymore for people to hear about. God, I hope so. You know what? Like. Who the fuck gives a shit what you're interested to interested in as long as it doesn't hurt anybody? Like I just I mean I just good for Charles, okay, hang on. I guess. I just yeah. listened to a podcast this morning where pegging came up and an audience member shouted, What's that? And the oh, host was like, God. Google it right now. And the man's <laughs> That's audible how horror? my public radio episode it goes. <laughs> okay, it was not your episode, it was men. It was yeah, men. That's it was all men. Like they yeah, don't his... know what it is. Please, I don't buy it well, for that, a second. That... I know for a fact that every man, every straight man in America, has seen Deadpool. Yeah, and in that movie, Ryan Reynolds gets pegged. No, maybe they just maybe they the didn't understand. Those were all the holidays. They're celebrating all oh. the holidays, and she yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a fast montage, and maybe. What I, did I they guarantee think there she were straight was doing back there. I guarantee just there were straight men who were like, like a dog. That's weird. Nope, don't understand what that means. Moving on. Like there are some guys who did that. I promise so, you. So strange. In this episode that I am on, of the perks of being a book lover podcast, just so everyone knows, um, they, I mentioned pegging casually as something that's featured as a I, when I was reading Zenny. It was the first time that pegging was mentioned on page. Same, yeah, I remember that very and, clearly. And I talked about that book as one of my favorite books. And um, and they were like, "Wait, wait, wait, what's pegging?" Or no, I'm sorry. As I was saying it, I was like, "Oh no, I don't know if I'm supposed to talk about this." And then they were like, "But we don't know what it is." And I was like, "Oh." <laughs> and then That's one of them fine. was like, "I'm gonna look it up," and I was like. You don't have to look mm-hmm. it up right now. <laughs> <laughs> but then they did. When two people and then love they each were other. Like, oh, yeah, we much. can't talk about that. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, oh, yeah, we can't talk about that on the show. <laughs> no, they did yes. not say that. Yeah. 
yeah. Do you think oh it'll be cut? But then I brought it up like three more times as a joke. So it's so fine. now they can't cut it because yeah. you keep referencing. Well, they brought it up once. I was gonna leave it, and then they were like, "Yeah, you know, you've already talked about pegging. So like, what more do you want to talk about?" Oh, like, Natalie, I love it. That's hilarious. <laughs> well, I guess some people are in for a surprise, yeah. and hopefully, it really enlightens those folks, and they oh, okay, get themselves it's not- better through it. Yes, in the Sarah? bedroom surprise, because you should probably get I was just about to yes. say, talking about pegging should always be a surprise. Actual pegging should never <laughs> yeah, be a surprise. Never, should never be, be a surprise. <laughs> also, lubrication. Yeah. Maybe that should be this, the third subtitle of the podcast. <laughs> talking about pegging should always be a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, pegging should never be a surprise. And that really takes the surprise out of all this pegging talk. But the real, the real surprise is Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Yeah, that's wow. the sleeper. I can't wait for this to happen. People are going to be so confused. If, above all else, By we're people, confusing. You mean who? Probably just Esther. Yeah, uh, and, 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 I bet real listen. I bet real listen. Bree. There's like five Jackie. other people that who I can think who are listening. Yeah, they're all friends. blood relations yeah. or people who've seen us in our pajamas. It's just going to be me. Our listener count is just going to be me listening to Natalie this twice. episode. For, for a quality check. <laughs> in the car. Yeah. Just over and uh, over. Like, gosh, exactly. I like those girls. <laughs> wow, that was real wow. fun, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> what a I love hoot. Hearing us talk. What a hoot. <laughs> That's all those gals. Um, you could pick up Holly. What a I'm, I'm keeping it. I love that. What a hoot is adorable. Uh-huh. Sometimes when I am, uh, like, sometimes when I'm in the middle of saying to someone, I'm going to sneak right past you, um, I catch myself saying it, and then I still continue to say it, but inside my head, I'm like, God damn it. No, inside your head, you're like, I hope they realize I'm saying this ironically. I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I'm not, not, Holly. I'm. It's part of my being. And I don't know why, because we grew up very close to each other, and I know that the the national way to say it is sneak right past you, but we said scooch always. I'm going to scooch right by you or scooch right past you. I'm going to scooch right by you. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think maybe this is a, is this a 309 thing? Like a 309217 so. thing? <laughs> yeah, so, so scooch I... Scooch right by you is where, is where I'm from. And I also was... Sodi. A lot of people oh. argue about soda and pop. A my lot of people skip right sody. over sody, which is sody. how we say it in my neck of the woods. I've started unironically t- typing ope for things. Oh, oh, oh I, I do forgot too. to do this. Like I, and I don't even I, have I, any I type it. For it. Like, I, why? Do you, do you what about have any... no use for ope? You've never I have made no a mistake, excuse. Holly. <laughs> You've never wow. ever wow. wanted to no, she said excuse. No. She said excuse use for how much I say oh I say it in text a lot and it's all because when I went to grad school in the midwest I just like basically like stole everything I possibly could from my Wisconsin Iowa yeah you you know all of my upper midwestern friends and also Iowans too we're just from Wisconsin nice you can tell you can most of us are midwesterners here Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, bitch loves cheese. Her with that, now that we're talking about the Madison Midwest again, I... with a Y. Oh God. Yeah. That oh. dog rooster that was named Madison with a Y. Rooster came to me as Madison with a Y. She's happy. No. That's the worst. That's the worst thing that happened to her at that point. I think. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Even though they found my her in parents, a dumpster. 
Yeah. My parents considered naming me Madison, which thank God they didn't, but it would also have made my name Madison Adams, which only sets you up for just like nothing but terrible jokes about Maddie Addy. I would call you nothing Maddie, but Maddie Addy. Maddie Addy Addy. Maddie Addy Addy. Maddie Addy Addy. Maddie Addy we just lost the Madisons. The Madisons of uh, We lost out. the Madison Adams. The Madisons. Oh, yes. sorry. I was like, because who are Holly they? Said, Thank God I'm not named Madison. No, no, no. We I thought them. I wasn't named Madison Adams. But they're gone now. They're not here What's for okay? this. I think, do you want to know when they were gone? When Holly said, uh, I was almost named Madison, and somebody over there audibly gasped like they were horrified. <laughs> So whoever that I'm was, Madison. that was the problem. You're the problem. I'm always the problem. <laughs> You're the reason. And I know we don't even have an email address, but somehow we've just gotten three emails that said, I that start out, I thought this was a safe place. I and- thought this was a Gilligan's Island podcast, <laughs> god damn it. And I here thought we were I here am. for pegging and Gilligan. <laughs> I thought this was an Illinois history podcast. If there is ever a man asking to be pegged, (laughs) (laughs) no, it's Charles Howell the Third. Yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah, you know that's a weekly thing in that marriage. The Howell Howell the Third is getting pegged on the reg. Is that Um, should that be a regular feature in this podcast of just screaming about who we think is most likely in the episode? Like, of people we've talked about in the episode, the most likely one to be pegged. Okay, but in our actual group chat, sure. we did have a discourse about who likes it in the ass or who is interested. Well, of the Chris's. I oh, yeah, think the Chris's. We, we, we diverted to a bunch of people at yeah, the, on that right. day. But it started with, with, with which, which Chris, Chris likes it in the ass the most. And Chris Pine Here, is the answer to that question. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't need you to it like is. it. I just need you to be... Not a shithead about it being on the table, okay? Like you know what I mean. I, I would like you to like it. I, I like. I just want. I just don't want you to be like, no, my butt is special. Like, right? You know what I mean. I that, mean you can that just say. You more... can say. Natalie, you can say Chris Pratt. It's fine. You can just say. Well, you know Chris what I mean. Pratt. Like, his I, name I think Chris Pratt. Name say him. his name. <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. I think it's to me. It says something about your personality. If you're like absolutely never, I just need you to have everything on the table, okay? Like I just need everything to at least be considered. Are, you know what I mean? Considered, even if it ultimately is rejected. Correct. You don't have to be into it. I don't. I just don't want you to shut down right off the bat. The book I finished this morning. Literally, the line was, "I will try anything once, and if it makes you happy." We'll give it a go if that's what you want. And I thought that was a very open-minded thing. I'm yeah, Yes. So also, Aaron, I want to circle back. The answer to most things is Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. The that's answer, all. The answer to most things life, is. Life asks a question and the answer to the question is Chris Pine. I, Chris Pine. Have I you watched Chris. Bottle Rocket yet? No. Why? Why? It, he's in it. Hold on. Let me make sure I got I was like, wait, right? where's this going? Bottle Rocket. Nope, not Bottle Rocket. Yeah, what the I was going to that say. Movie I, what, that's an Owen Wilson vehicle. Yeah, I have seen Bottle Rocket. <laughs> but then you made okay. me think it was a different movie. Bottle so. Shock. Bottle Shock. Bottle Shock. No, I, just I have not seen wine that movie. movie with Chris but Pine. I have okay. seen Bottle Rocket. <laughs> different movie. Okay. This is not an uh, whatever Anderson guy sure. movie. Sure, sure, sure. This was a 2008 <laughs> Indie film. He oh, has the worst Alan wig Rickman of all time. It. Yeah, Alan Rickman's Aww. in it. 
basically it's about this winery in California in the 70s and they go to some wine competition in France and Chris Pine is like the guy who's trying to innovate and he's wearing a terrible wig and it is so good and he's so hot in it despite his terrible wig. It's very, very fun. I highly, highly recommend when it. When you say he's hot in it. I need to know. Yeah. What I'm send, kind I just of sent a, I just sent a lesbian text. aunt Chris or Pine I hot. Him, yes. I would say. He, he's you, kind of like you for using the right term terminology. <laughs> yeah. Lesbian oh, aunt. And you've also Pine. sent the logo to me again. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. <laughs> You're welcome. What is happening here? <laughs> I know his wig is so bad. That's but he's wig. so good in it. He's a disruptor, clearly. It also has Bill Pullman, who's one of those actors that I will just mm. love. I just have such a thing for him. Is he an R.I.P.? Is Bill Pullman an R.I.P.? Yes. yes. Okay. He is. Wait, what? Okay. It's a what? 2008 movie. Wait, no. Was that Paxton that or Pullman? Pax- oh, Bill oh, Paxton died. Bill Pullman oh, alive and well. R.I.P. And does that show on Netflix where uh, um, he's into real dark uh, ladies stepping on his neck and stuff? What's that show? Oh. He's like a detective? See, it, it's just got to be on the table, everybody. Fuck. What's that show? I don't know. <sighs> Bill Paxton? Pullman. On Netflix. Bill Pullman. Step on my Bill neck. Pullman. Jesus Christ. Netflix. <laughs> no, it's like it's like a, a really rough true crime every season. Not true crime. The center. Oh. It's the center. The center. Yeah. It's the center. Bill Pullman is still alive. Bill Paxton is the one that died. Oh, okay. R.I.P. How? Anyway, wait, why do we need Holly to say it? Because <laughs> no one was listening when you said it. <laughs> Once somebody Most- said, no, Bill Pullman's still alive, I stopped paying attention. Sorry, everybody. I was trying to figure out if this other guy that was in this movie was the guy from from Cutting Edge. Uh, oh, D.B. Sweeney? No, Randall Miller. Sweeney. I thought he was the oh, guy who okay. plays um, Hal. Or no, that's Sweeney. the editor of this movie. <laughs> Randall Miller? Yeah. Oh. I don't think he was in it. He was. Oh, wait, no. he was. He's the writer and producer, but he's not. He also it. plays Patron. This is a this is a very fantastic. Everybody watch everybody watch Bottle Shock and we'll scream about that for a tiny bit next time. Okay, okay you want to know what? I probably won't, but I'll do my best. <laughs> but I want okay, to talk about Bill Pullman hotness because he is, I mean, peak like Newsies, great movie. Oh my god, Independence Day, Independence, Independence Day, Day president. You know, I yes. recently watched Independence Day uh, with some friends, and Will Smith is not the Independence Day hunk anymore. Now that I'm a 35 year old woman, Jeff Goldblum. It's it Jeff Goldblum. Is Jeff Goldblum? <laughs> I mean, it was I knew like, always of course Jeff, Jeff Goldblum. Hot. Like that's not a surprise or a new revelation for me. But that character is hot. He wears well, that maybe I'll flannel. Watch it now Oof. he wears. Okay. That. Wait, Holly, have you not seen Independence Day? No, I have to go. <laughs> <laughs> here's the here's the most recent time I watched Independence Day. I recently flew to California. As you know, I hung out with Holly while I was there. Um, oh, and I uh, have I to wa- go. <laughs> I watched it on somebody else's like tablet <laughs> on silent, <laughs> like one row up. <laughs> How was it? It's great. It was great. It, was great. Um, it holds up. It holds up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hold on. What was I say about that? Oh, but Jeff Goldblum's not a shithead. No, no, okay. No. I thought he. There's no. I, there was oh, a little no, bit of. Like, there he's was just a like bit so brilliant. Stuff. He's just, you guys. 
He's just like a like a like a self-deprecating beta. She male is going wow, on the way bye. of his own brilliance. Yeah, bye, Sarah. That's what he is. He's archetype one in my catalog. Okay. There was a little bit of internet kerfuffle because there was a picture of him with like two 22 year olds and he had his hand on the neck of one of them and everyone was like, it's so hot, it's so Ooh. hot. And then other people were like, this is so inappropriate. He's a creep. This <laughs> Jeff Goldblum oh, who's I coloring like... book slash activity book I have. This oh my Jeff God. Goldblum? Oh, Fox, Fox is into yeah, it. Fox, is Fox Mulder the cat is into it. Those pictures were all colored. Did you do the coloring book? No, they can't. Ma'am, they. <laughs> They came colored. They came oh. They came wow. colored. Wow, that's not very activity. You, know, like you got to find all the dinosaurs oh, here. Oh. Wow. Um, Available at a retailer near I you, just, I guess. I just thought that I had heard something, but I all of my all of my gossip comes to me like third hand, and I never research it. So <laughs> Well, yeah. I don't think it was actually a thing. I think people were just like, he shouldn't be around 20-somethings like that because he's so old. And then it, nobody oh. gave a shit. Again, because he's a celebrity, so like, of course, people ask for pictures with him. If everybody is into it, it's okay. Who cares? Right, exactly. Plus, he has that gymnast wife that he's super into. I just sent you guys that video of him on Hot Ones, just having like an otherworldly <laughs> sexual experience after his fourth Hot Wing. Just like I haven't watched that yet. I need to do oh that. Oh my god, Natalie, listener, and of- by listener, I do mean Brie. If you haven't seen <laughs> or Esther or Jackie <laughs> or Jack, listen. If anyone just stumbled upon this shit show, we're and so you take sorry. One first thing of all. away from this podcast episode, the Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> we're an hour one fifteen. Okay, yeah, we should close this. Up. This is how yeah. we close the show every time. Yeah, the gold, yeah. the Jeff Goldblum hot wings, <laughs> hot ones episode. Is, yeah, is a is a masterpiece beginning to end. It's so Perfect. good. It's so good. I made uh, I made Holly and Jackie and Brie watch the Paul Rudd one again. That was oh, yeah. fantastic. I've never too. seen you the gotta Paul watch Rudd one. That's oh, also fantastic. It's very well, I hot it's... men on hot ones. The podcast where we discuss Um Paul Rudd makes Sean um answer all the questions himself. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. It gets really it gets really back and forth. So but I do like ending with a recommendation that's something that isn't a two hour long movie. I think saying here's a 20 minute piece of media you must scream <laughs> about with us next time is a great way to end it. I might watch Bottle Shock. You don't know. <laughs> I, I do know. I do know. We know. I won't. We know you. So no. <laughs> we love you. And that's why we Sometimes know you. like three years after somebody recommends something, I'll be like, hey, I watched that thing you were telling me about. By total and- accident. Well, no, like the other Somebody day I started watching. Somebody on a plane watching... two rows ahead of me was watching it, and I watched that. <laughs> and it like I started watching up, The Good Place. Good. <laughs> yeah, I watched. The, I started watching The Good Place the other day because Brie recommended oh, it to me like two years ago, and so you'll here we love are. that. I did it. I am. I'm, I am loving it. I'm on season two right now. Oh. Congratulations. Yes. I'm, Thanks. I'm, no, I'm earnestly proud of you for getting that far into the show before getting distracted by other stuff. Well, part of it is, yeah, part of it is that Joe also likes it. So, like, because I just am not the person that's like, if you don't like something, I'm not going to make you watch it. You know what I mean? I hardly yeah. ever watch TV. So then it's like, if he wants to watch TV, then we'll watch something we both like, usually. Or I'll read and he'll watch Futurama. Imagine hardly ever watching TV. Couldn't be me. Couldn't <laughs> be me. <laughs> It's Don't nice that we're her. all friends, though, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Perfect. Yeah. We did it. We did. 
We did it. And now we we'll it, do Joe. the sign off where we all scream. Is that right? <laughs> oh. Okay, everybody, turn up your volume so much. Turn up your we're going to scream for no we're less do a than little, 30 seconds. Like, ASMRs, and then we're going to just scream. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I loved this for all of us. Yeah, and, and for listener. Congratulations, listener. <laughs> Congratulations, you made it. Go read a Hershey sandwich and go watch read that a, Jeff Read a Goldblum. Friends to Lovers book. Yeah, that Jeff Goldblum episode of Hot One. Do you want to actually end on something that's kind of funny? I'm incredibly self-conscious of my scream because I do not have a high enough pitch to actually sound like I'm screaming ever. So my Wait, whole no. family has talked oh. about this. Nobody in our family will go on roller coasters because we all scream like this. Ah! <laughs> <laughs>